this really interesting experiment that I've been thinking a lot about lately uh, under the circumstances. It was some psychologists years ago studying the science of addiction and trying to explain this strange phenomenon that um, after the Vietnam War, many of the soldiers who had a problem with heroin while they were at war came back and um, a small percentage remained addicted, but many of them, once they got back into their normal lives, found it easy to stop using this drug that's so incredibly powerful and addictive. And also how that same drug is used all the time for um, pain relief in, in especially like serious surgeries or, or bad accidents. And people who are living normal lives have this drug and then they go back to their, their normal life again and are not addicted or chained to it. While others, sometimes they do get the, this grip of, of uh, drug addiction in them and they, they can't stop. It's like it possesses their will. And they were trying to explain this weird phenomenon to, to understand what causes addiction. And so they used rats and uh, got them addicted to some drug, I think it was cocaine, by putting it in the water. And they gave the rat the choice between plain water and water laced with cocaine. And the rat would soon, when it was in isolation in this little cage, become totally addicted and then finally use so much of it that it would have a little rat heart attack and die. Um, but they took those same rats, which were addicted, and put them in what they called Rat Park. And in Rat Park, there were all sorts of things that the rats could do for fun, little wheels they could run on, other rats, basically the social life of, of rats, what they live for. Um, and the ones that were addicted would, sure enough, wean themselves off of, of the drug because it was prohibiting them from participating in the fullness of rat life. Um, which I think is, is such a nice metaphor to me, especially in these times when we are kind of isolated um, and feel a little bit like rats in cages sometimes uh, for a lot of different reasons, stressed out, anxious. And there are those things which are like our cocaine water that we gravitate towards that are quick fixes for the bad feeling, um, little dopamine rushes that we can kind of count on but <clears throat> leave us feeling empty and also kind of prohibit us from entering into the fullness of of humanity, what, what we're called to, what, what our hearts know we want. And I think that to shift the metaphor to what the parable is today, that oil in the lamps is, is something similar. Um, that the virgins who are wise store up this oil. Um, they fill up their lamps. They have a store of, of goodness. Whereas the imprudent, foolish virgins waste it, or they're, they're empty. They don't have that oil. And I think we know there are things that fill us up and there are things that drain us. There are things that illumine our life and make it easier to see a path forward. And those, there are those things which drain us and, and rob us of that light. So we, we wander in darkness. And perhaps the most challenging part of this parable is how the prudent virgins can't share their oil or won't share their oil with the foolish ones. And why is that? Um, well, one reason might be that there are some goods in this life that are incommunicable, non-transferable. There's some things that I possess that I simply can't give to you, even if I wanted to. You know, like somebody who has lots of money can give that money away to someone who doesn't have any. It's a transferable good. But someone, for instance, who's worked for years and years and years to become a piano virtuoso cannot give you that skill if you haven't practiced, if you haven't spent those same years doing the work, even if they wanted to. 
There is no shortcut to it. It's a non-transferable, incommunicable good. And so the interior life, friendship with God, um, knowledge and, and love of sacred scripture, um, thick networks of relationships and friendships of unconditional love, sacrifices that we've made for people that we love, um, that have formed our character and made us virtuous, that does not happen overnight, nor can I, I do that for you, or you can't do that for me. This is something St. John Paul II said about the incommunicability of the human person, that no matter how much you might want to choose for another, we simply cannot. Every one of us, although dependent on God, and in many ways dependent on our relationships and our formation, the families we came from, for the kind of decisions that we tend to make, ultimately, your life is up to you. Even God gives you the freedom to either accept or reject his will for your life, which is a great responsibility. I remember hearing in a talk when I was in college, Matthew Kelly, who has an Australian accent, I may have quoted him like this before, he said, how are you going to get to heaven and tell God you didn't have time to read his book? Which I thought was just like such a pithy little burn, really. It's like, yeah, how long am I going to live and I'm just going to like say I was too busy to read the whole Bible. I know it's hard. I know there's parts that are boring, but it's like the Bible, you know? And how can we just say, uh, I don't have enough time because it's so obviously false. Or to put it another way, um, I, I, I remember there was this 7 a.m. Bible study that we did in college. This focus missionary who's my discipler uh, had all of us, we were leading Bible studies ourselves and it was, he called it the leader study. And it was like, this goal to get up and go to 7 a.m. Bible study at the student union, which was insane. It made no sense. None of us were really fully awake, but it was like this thing that we all remember, all of us that are still friends years later. Like, remember when he made us get up and, and we all just like went and studied the Bible at 7 a.m. as college students? We'd gone to bed at like 3. Um, but there was that memory and that, that bond of friendship. But you know what we don't say? is like, you remember when we used to like sleep in really late and then sit around... Uh, scrolling through Facebook, man, I miss those days. You know, like, those things we know, our hearts know, are a waste of time, a waste of, of the life that we've been given. But those times that we had the courage or the, the inspiration for whatever reason to, to do something that fills our lamps up, we treasure those times, we treasure those memories. So we're on to fill our, our lamps with this good oil, um, because we know two things. One is that um, there will be a time when it's too late. That if there are some goods in this life, in other words, that if we do not attain them, in a certain sense, sounds harsh, but our life will be a waste. We know this, that if we don't do these things, if we don't choose these things that are sometimes hard, sometimes sacrifices, but make life worth living, even if we had an easy life, even if we got all the things in, in life that we kind of hope for on a surface level, the depth in our hearts we will know that I haven't become what I'm supposed to become. And we know that those goods cannot be transferred. I cannot, nobody can do that for me. Um, I mentioned this before too. My cousin once said, you know, I figured because you're a priest then I'm, I'm good. Like I'm getting into heaven. Uh, which I thought was, was so funny because it's like I can't, I can't choose Jesus for you. If Jesus invites you into the kingdom, if the bridegroom comes and you have no oil in your lamp, 
You'll have to go get some, and then it'll be too late. And he'll say, I don't know you. These, are, these parables are, are harsh and, and should grab our attention. But the good news is, as the first reading said, that wisdom is always knocking on our door. That in the end, even though we have to choose, it's really not up to us. We don't have to save ourselves. We don't have to become wise or virtuous on our own through our own efforts. That grace is always there, always available, always victorious over temptation, if we ask for it. That wisdom is looking for us, even as we're looking for other stuff. If we just turn around, it's never too late, except when it gets too late. But here, right now, today, Jesus is inviting us to fill our lamps with good oil.